Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, this is the uh, this is what they call the pre-roll because we're getting ready to get into the actual podcast. And this was a real cool podcast with a buddy of mine who's also a YouTuber. His name is Dakota Wint, and he creates really cool videos on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we had a really cool conversation. A little bit different than you guys are used to, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. We talked about reality being a simulation. We talked about ways of expanding consciousness. We talked about some things I've never actually really shared on the channel before. And what I wanted to first off do is share a little bit before we actually get into the podcast, share a little bit about when I talk about expanding consciousness, especially when we use certain tools. I want to give you guys just a little bit of a basis, a little bit of a pre-frame for it because I didn't really explain it in the actual podcast itself and I don't want people to kind of get the wrong impression of what I'm talking about when I say it. Now, when I talk about using, so as some of you guys know, I recently went to a place in Costa Rica called Rhythmia, and this is a place that I went and I went with my buddy Victor Odo, and I went there thinking I was just going to go and hang out and make some videos, and what they do is it's a life transformation place, and it's a place where you can legally go, and there's doctors there, and it's actually very well uh, ran by people that take a plant medicine that's called ayahuasca. And I went there thinking I wasn't going to do it because the truth is, is I haven't done anything at all in about since 2011 or 2012. Like, and I'm not saying this to like brag or look like a goody two shoes, but I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. I don't do, um, there's a lot of things I don't do. And not that I think any of those are wrong. It's just that I used to do like I used to drink a lot. I used to smoke and stuff back in like 2010, 2011. And I did it, but eventually I had like this spiritual awakening experience. Not that I'm enlightened or anything. You know, I don't want to get anyone to think that I'm talking down if because I went through this. I went through this experience where I started to feel totally different about myself. Like I started to feel on the scale of one to 10 that I've explained before. I started to feel normally. I used to feel at a three to a five. And all of a sudden I felt like a seven or an eight after I learned how to meditate, observe my thoughts, and I detached from my old, kind of like my old ego in a way. And when I did that, it changed my whole life. Like I started to feel completely different about myself. And when that happened, I completely, I just didn't need to do anything anymore. I didn't feel inclined to do it anymore. I didn't feel inclined to drink anymore. I didn't feel inclined to smoke anymore. So I didn't do anything from that point going forward. And that included do, no doing shrooms. You know, there's certain things that can expand consciousness if it's done with the right intention, under the right circumstances. Now, understand also, a lot of this stuff isn't currently legal in the uh, United States. So I can't say that you should or shouldn't do any of this stuff. So I don't want people to think that I'm encouraging it. Nonetheless, it's something that I do believe at a certain point in my life, it expanded my consciousness. Now, since then, since 2011, 2012, I haven't done anything at all until I went to uh, Costa Rica, which I legally did ayahuasca. And it was a experience that completely shifted my understanding of my ego. And um, it was an experience that really helped me to let go more and made, made me aware of a lot of my blind spots that I have. And you know that scale of 1 to 10 I was just talking about, how I used to scale, feel on a 1 to 10? What the medicine showed me is that there's actually a 15 out of 10. I felt so much unconditional love that it completely like, it almost made me feel, um, I just didn't know what to think. I felt so much unconditional love that I didn't know what to do with it. And it made me realize that this whole scale of one to 10 that I explained is like nothing compared to the actuality of what's possible. 
and it made me kind of like completely reevaluate my life and what I've been feeling and how to let go more and how to allow because I developed a strong ego around that of like creating on YouTube and becoming successful in certain aspects. So I became more aware of how I could let go of that ego of the discipline of having to always control, you know, my willpower and stuff. And it completely changed my life. So the reason I'm telling you this is because done under the right circumstances, plant medicine can be very powerful. However, you got to know if that's true for you and you got to do that in the right circumstances if you do do it. So I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying that if you do, it has to be done under the right circumstances with the right intentions. I encourage people that it's all about we, we do what expands our awareness, but do it under safe parameters. So that's something that's why I went to Costa Rica to do that. And um, I think that it can be something powerful, but once again, I'm not encouraging it. So I'm just kind of mentioning how it's affected my life. In the podcast you're about to hear, I talk about some of my experiences. So I just kind of wanted to give that as a little bit of a base mark so that you understand where I'm coming from with this and kind of what my intentions are. It's just to kind of share how it's changed my life. And uh, Dakota and I both go deep into this whole process. Uh, we talk about reality in general. We talk about kind of a little bit about the politics and stuff and how that's like a I kind of talk about how I think that's a representation of the collective consciousness of how we are shifting and stuff like that, how the old system isn't working. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of a pre-frame for going into this, uh, this talk. It was a really cool talk. I think you guys are going to enjoy it, but just go in and know that it'll be a little bit more to kind of open your mind a little bit, be open to some of the stuff we talk about, but in a way that's like, just understand we're doing it with the intention of expanding awareness and the intention of just sharing our perspective. So no encouragement one way or the other and what you do, but nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and we're going to get into it right now. Peace, much love and namaste. Welcome back to another episode on expand your awareness. My name's Aaron Dowdy and I'm here today with a very special guest. He is none other than a YouTube vlogger. He is a conscious being. He travels the world spreading information that shares that helps people to expand their own awareness, which is very similar to the intention that I have. And uh, he is, I've just met him for the first time and he's an amazing person. His name is Dakota Wint. So I wanna say thank you, Dakota, for coming on here. Oh, shucks, thanks for that intro. Yeah, I had to hype it up as much yeah, as I go. possibly Ooh, could. I was like, the oh. Best, uh, best hype man I've had so far. These guys have no excuse over here. Our friend's sitting on a the bed. There you go. But, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah so, cool. yeah, man, thanks for- Psychedelic cool travel vlogger. Um, yeah, right now we're in Vegas. What a funny place for us to meet up, right? Yeah, right, of all places. Yeah, you know, the so consciousness you, center of the galaxy. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people here that are like, Oh, I believe it. Spiritually well, aware I think you or whatever. Either, you either got to go one way. You either go super down the or hole super the or other super way. the other way. Yeah, that's exactly kind of how it is. It's like, very, it's like polar polar. Well, it's cheap you know. here, right? It is. Yeah. So everyone moves here from uh, California. Yeah. Everyone moves here from everywhere. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's so pretty cool. Cheaper. It seems like a cool community and stuff. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. So where do you mainly live? Oh, I grew up in Detroit and I'm still there. That's where I'm. I'm okay. I'm in the 313. Have you ever seen 8 Mile? Yes. Everybody from the 313. That's me. That's oh, where I'm dang. From. So I grew up in Detroit and I still still live there. I still actually live in the house I grew up in. But I'm so, I bounce around so much. I know. Every time I see you on YouTube, you're in a different city, different country. Somewhere. Yeah. Cool. So, where, what are some of the coolest places you've been? Coolest places I've been? India is my favorite. Okay. And uh, India just feels like home. I'm not sure why. Um, 
I'm going back to India right after this tour. I'm on tour right now, so we're on Warp Tour. Yeah, that's let's talk I'm, a little bit about that. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm in Vegas right now. Uh, I'm on Warp Tour. It's the last Warp Tour ever. Last wow. One. It's been going for 24 years. I've been on it for the last six years. So this is like a huge chapter. And not, I've, not only have I been on every single one for the past six years, but I've been going for like the past like... Since you can remember. Since I can remember. I was 13 maybe, so wow. maybe like, I don't know how old I am, 12 years ago. So and I bet you met a lot of the band members that you used oh, to look up to and oh, you're like totally. chilling with them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like um, some of the, like, I remember listening to a band called Tonight Alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard Tonight Alive. Shout out to Tonight Alive. And they're like my homies now. Jenna's like, I went and did, did, like road trips with her around America. Wow. And um, yeah, I've got to meet a lot of cool bands like uh, Sum 41, Good Charlotte, Sister mm -hmm. Plan. Um, Lincoln Park played once on Warped wow. Tour. That was cool in California. So I got to see Lincoln Park play mm -hmm. just before all that stuff happened. And uh, just in general, Warped Tour has been such like a, such like a catalyst in my in my own growth. Like they allow. Are you familiar with ISKCON, the Hare Krishna movement? No, I'm not. So um, <clears throat> ISKCON stands for International Society of Krishna Consciousness. It's like a spiritual okay. movement. Mm -hmm. There was a spiritual teacher came to America from India named Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, and he started this huge movement. And it was with the, with the hippie movement and stuff like that. It was like really a hub of the spiritual hippie side of that movement. Mm -hmm. And um, so he still has devotees. He's passed on now, Prabhupada is. But his movement's still huge. They have ISKCON temples in every state, every country probably almost. Wow. And uh, those guys come out on Warp Tour and distribute books. So the Bhagavad Gita, have you heard the Bhagavad oh, Gita? Oh, of course, yeah. So Prabhupada pretty much uh, translated the biggest copy that you see of the mm -hmm. Bhagavad Gita is most likely a Prabhupada translation. And so the Warp Tour is a hub for that. Like you mm -hmm. have this sort of the rock community or like the alternative community. Kids like that usually are like the outcasted kind of kids. Yeah. So they're always looking for answers. It's kind of why they're there. And it's cool that you have people giving you the Bhagavad Gita at the Warp Tour. Right. So and that was um, big for me when I was a kid. I remember I got the Bhagavad Gita when I was going to Warp Tour. Did you read it right away? No, or? it just sat on my shelf for years. And I had no idea what it was. I was like, what the hell is this But book? then eventually. But then eventually, uh -huh. yeah. And I, so I got to travel with all those guys. So when I, we're out on tour with them, we get to hang out with cool people that are super connected and super tuned in all the wow. things they do for their lives, you know? So I'm sure that in the same way that Vegas has like the polar opposites. Oh I'm yeah, sure for sure. I'm sure when you go to the Vans yeah, Warped yeah, Tour, it's like yeah, yeah, you get course. the really conscious people and then you do. get the opposite. It's totally conscious. Like at the end of the day, we usually have huge barbecues. Everyone on the tour hangs out, parties, mm -hmm. and there's yoga, there's meditation. Wow. There's, you know, anything you can think of like that. Everyone's, it's, it's interesting how many how like you would think these metal bands and stuff like yeah there's that. like a there's like a stereotype they're all, they're around all, they're it they're all into it they're all into meditation wow. and stuff like that so it's really cool it's kind of cool to see too i feel like now there's more and more people oh it's like also like a movement of just like the way society is going it's more conscious we, we have to because what, what it's if we don't what's the alternative yeah that's the alternative is you yeah know, keep more trumps are gonna come right but i think that you know trump is good for that because it's like it was like a wake-up call. It's like when you're a little kid. You have, sometimes you have to like get the harsh slap on your ass. My mom, my not my, my I will admit it. My mom actually did spank me once mm -hmm. when I was a little kid. It's a different age, but I think Trump is like that. It's like your parents smack you on the ass when you're really bad. It's like you're we're being forced to be confronted with our with reality, mm -hmm. and it's either we have to keep dealing with that or change our ways and grow up a little bit. Yeah, because if the story just kept going along the old narrative of these politicians yeah. coming in, playing this game, thinking that we have as much control or much power over who we vote for. And I think we're seeing that like it just is not even real and it doesn't work. 
Yeah. So I'm interested to see where it's going to go next. Because there's an election coming up soon, right? The, the uh, whatever they call that, the House of Representatives. Yeah. So we could see an impeachment with Trump pretty soon if Democrats take over, which would wow. be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, the whole, the whole House is up for a re-election. Uh-huh. So that'll be interesting. That will be. But what politics. Yeah. It, you know, the way I, I kind of see it, and tell me what you think about this, but I see it as like, okay, so I believe like we create our own reality. Like we create our own reality from our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, all of this stuff. So we do that ourselves within a certain parameter, but then collectively we're all connected and we're co-creating a, co a reality together. Sure. So when certain representatives like this come up, like Trump or Hillary, yeah. and those are the two people we're voting for of all people, it's like a reflection of the collective consciousness yeah, definitely that's is. mirroring back to us oh, yeah, where we sure. currently are. So yeah, I guess absolutely. what you're saying is Trump is kind of like oh, yeah, absolutely. the wake-up call to that. Yeah, well, it's the... it's we're finally to the point where we're like looking in the mirror now. Right. Like we've been showering and having a good time singing in the shower and now it's, you know, we have to get out of the shower and now we're looking in the mirror like, oh shit. Right. I've been in the shower What's going on? late for where I was supposed to be. Uh -huh. I've been showering for too long now. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, it's interesting to see how everything, <clears throat> and I wonder the future of how everything's gonna kind yeah. of evolve. Yeah, it's real interesting. I think, um, We'll see some. I, I, I'm actually confused to why we haven't seen more Martin Luther King type figures or like figures like this sort of. Do you think it's just because of the internet? Do you think the internet is that kind of voice? Like we don't need individuals it might anymore. Might be. It might be. That might be what it is. Because I think there's no. There's no. We can just share information. There doesn't really have to be a face anymore. The right. internet kind of is just. This it's it's making it. It's almost like maybe that energy came through Martin Luther King to kind of like broadcast out and get a certain job done but now we have so much transparency with online that stuff that used to be in that time was so covered up and so right. easily covered up that stuff can't be covered up as much anymore right so it's interesting because it's like i think there's just more avenues now and, yeah. and maybe the forms have changed so instead of one kind of person that um is really looked up to in a certain way you have a whole bunch of other people that have youtube channels or you know stuff like that and they're able to kind of spread yeah, it, information it seems to be know? more more movement based now than yeah. than like specific person well, not that it was not that Martin Luther King didn't have a movement, but you right. know what I mean, it's he oh, was for sure, yeah. he was really you know propelling it. it seems like the internet's just that force at this point, mm -hmm. which is going to be interesting to see where the internet l leads us. Oh yeah, as far as artificial intelligence and stuff goes, that will be interesting. Like we're yeah. we're we're pretty close to like this is going to be the last time that we are just living without some other being. Like that's going to be pretty soon where we're hanging out. With, uh, with something that we can communicate with. Right. Like, that's probably within the realm of 50 years. 50? And, that, and I think I think, it's, I think sooner. it's sooner, yeah. yeah um, that's, that's being just wishful Moderate, thinking. Moderate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, we're going to be pretty much soon hanging out with robots. And, well, like, we, already, we already got Alexa. We have Alexa, and I, I think it's going to be, like, filling houses soon. Like, where you be like, yo, Alexa, lock the door. Oh, yeah. That's they have, be, um, I mean, I know they already have that, but that's going to be, like, common, I think, pretty soon. Oh, it will be. It's just the it's like the the very beginning stages. But imagine like the on. fetishes that's gonna create. Oh yeah. Oh god, all, all the creeps that are already. I'm sure there's already. Especially up. with VR. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Have you ever put on one of those VR Never. things? Never. Dude, those I things would are love trippy to, as fuck. You're putting them on. You're looking around, and your brain doesn't know the difference. So like, is it actually that good though? Dude, it it doesn't even like your brain doesn't know the difference regardless. So like, my cousin came over. It's like in the peripherals too. It's not just like black right it's, here. It's in the peripheral too. It's not like one of those visors that you put on your um your iPhone or whatever. Those are that, cool. I've done that. That's all I've done. This is this is much different. So like, my cousin came over for like some holiday to we were at my, my dad's house or something. He came over and he brought the PS4 and he had like this 
type of um, the, the helmet that you put on and yeah. stuff like that. And he brought that over, and there were two games he had. One was like a bomb game where like you had to defuse a bomb, a, a bomb. So you're like, and then you have to like do all of this stuff. How does, it, how, how does it work? Like with your hands? How does it know? There's like, these things that you put in your hands that you you like go like this. But the weird. cool one, that one was whatever. Yeah. The cool one was you're under the water, and there's like fish and shit flying by, and you're in the cage <laughs> that's getting sunk down, and oh you're God. down there, and you hear stuff. And it's like you look around and you're you're descending in this little cage and you're looking around at the fish that fly by yeah. and then a fucking shark comes out of nowhere. And the shark comes out of nowhere and you're like, holy shit. And it, the thing kind of starts to break and you look over the edge you and can you feel get it scared. No? You can, um, it's not even that you <laughs> They need body suits. When they, when they come they'll out of body suits. Oh, that, they'll have that's this. That's going to be so sick. When they have, but out. imagine you have something. Like little pressure points or something. Exactly. That's going to be so cool. But even, even without all of that, I'm looking over the edge and I know it's fucking simulation, yeah. but my body, I'm getting cortisol, like I'm stressing out and it's, so it's not even real. And then all of a sudden there's a noise and I look back and the shark's fucking coming at me <laughs> and it scares the shit out of me. That's so funny. So this is, uh, this is where I'm kind of going with this. So even a shitty beta model of that, because that is like 1% of the potential, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Of what that, they're gonna come out with. That's just like a typewriter to a computer. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like the iPhone, you know, yeah. I don't know, like, like we, a Nokia like brick, brick phone, exactly, yeah. compared to an iPhone. Um, but here's my question and here's what made me think. I couldn't really tell the difference in that experience between yeah. simulation and real life and I was even feeling the chemicals in my body mm -hmm. stress out even though I knew it wasn't real. What's to say that life isn't a form of simulation that we're living in that we use our five senses to interpret information yeah. but in well, actuality. Yeah, that's why I think, I think it has to be a simulation because of that because we have five simulated senses that simulate this version of reality for mm -hmm. us that's only useful to us and that i always trip out about that that there's no true reality maybe outside yeah. of consciousness itself but like a bat sees a completely different reality than a human being sees or a fish or whatever we're all experiencing different our own our, our own simulation and then based on all our conditioning and our own personal experiences like it's just this weird fractalization of just simulated realities that are just put on by whatever this weird these weird bodies are that we're using yeah that we're it's our controllers so okay so at a deeper level what do you think what do you think goes beyond the simulation well it just has to be consciousness i think it just has yeah, to be i agree it just well, i think ramana maharshi said he said let come what comes and let go what goes and see what remains right so just like don't what's happening doesn't matter what's what's the thing that's where is these things emerging from where are these happenings coming out of Right, you know, like if you if you can find the basis of it, and the basis of it seems to be, you know, the same between a fish or a human. The only thing, the only basis is that we are consciousness, mm -hmm. right? that we have some some thing that is sparking reality into into existence for us, right? Which is, I guess, what we call consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I guess the foundation of reality would be, and that thing is maybe just like the power switch of the simulation. You know, it's just the 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 juice of the computer. And that's, I mean, the, it kind of makes sense. It's, it's almost weird how much, like, uh, what science is coming up with and how it seems like a computer. Like right. the Big Bang being, like, this explosion of information that creates this weird video game that we're all playing. Mm -hmm. It seems like a simulation. It seems too weird. And then you see maths just scattered everywhere in mm -hmm. existence. You find these repeating patterns. It's... Like you, I mean, you look at a tree and you can see the fractals just or like even in the, the tree. Geometry. You can see you it everywhere. See it everywhere. I, I see, you know, you can just see it like in our own bodies. You know, we have 
two arms and five fingers, two eyes. Like there's geometry Symmetry, yeah. Symmetry, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that seems like a program. Why would there be this 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 pattern? And why does nature have a pattern? What right. is it? What is it doing that is a pattern? It has to be some. It's like a program. Mm -hmm. And then you have like evolution, which seems to be some sort of like self improved improving mechanism that's just like self-updating with every like upgrade like an upgrade yeah, yeah it's like an so upgrade. it's almost like you could say that a lot of consciousness really is built on the symbol not even the symbol but the idea of a computer it's like well it's i think that, that's the language that's the language you have now for it right yeah and that's why i think yeah yeah that's just the most relatable kind of terminology we that have we now. can use at this point yeah yeah i agree with that yeah. so at a greater level i have this feeling that we are immortal spiritual beings living temporary human experiences and that in a way, life is a form of dream. And that in a way, we're dreaming that we're here right yeah. now, but at the end of our life, like we wake up in the morning, we go, we wake up and we go, oh yeah, that was a dream, this is well, who I am. Are you familiar with this, the Ohm symbol and what it represents? Does it represent? It's sort of, well, it rep you hear different meanings from different people, but yeah. the Ohm symbol, it represents the three different states of consciousness that we have. So it represents the, the waking state of consciousness, which is what we're in now. Mm -hmm. The dream state of consciousness, and then the deep sleep state of consciousness where there's just Nothingness. There's nothingness. Yeah. And we shift between these three states. And we know where this is kind of what life is. It's just a shift between these dream states like this. And then there's this little thing up here, which they call Turiya, which is this, the state where they all emerge from. So like the true, just the unchanging state, which is our true selves. And then we shift between these these different levels. And that's of what life is. And that's just what our, this experience and it's what, is. And that's what all experience, like that's life, what, yeah. dream state. It just seems to be different levels of dream states yeah that's interesting because yeah. i remember hearing uh there's a guy i was telling you about earlier this uh, thomas campbell guy and he's got this theory it's called his big theory of everything yeah. and he's like a well-known physicist i think and um he talks about consciousness and how it. he talks about how reality most probably is a simulation how the data actually supports that because most science can only prove parts yeah. It can only prove a part of something that's being studied from the mind it's being studied. <laughs> but the kind of system that he's kind of looking at takes in all of this and shows that it's all this explains everything and how everything can piece together, which is something scientists normally don't look at. They look at one piece of the puzzle and try to explain that one piece yeah. from the level of consciousness they're understanding it. You know, something else that's interesting, interesting about science, and this is actually a funny story because this is where I, exactly where I heard this was when Trump was getting elected. Mm -hmm. I was in the Los Angeles Vedanta Temple, which is like a Hindu temple. Mm -hmm. I was there with Koi Fresco. Me and him were just at the hangout at this temple visiting this swami that went off in New York now. But uh, there was a lady there that was doing um, a talk, and she was talking about spirituality and science. And something, something she said that really stuck with me was that science is like you're, it's a temporary study. Like you're, you can't ever figure it out because the conditions are always they're forever changing. This is it's in a state of flux. The universe is like flowing. It's not in a fixed state. Yeah. So like the conditions you're measuring now are different than the conditions that were here a billion, you know, when the universe first started. Right. So it's always going to be shifting. So it's an endless pursuit. You're never going to figure science out because you're only viewing it from a limited perspective of where it's, what, what it's doing now. Right. You know, you're visiting, you're viewing it from one state and it's always going to be shifting. So science is not really a, a fundamental law because it's always going to change, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and how in an infinite amount of time from now, these laws, I'm sure, are going to shift, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, when a black hole sucks us in, these laws are going to be way different. Yeah. And I think at different levels, then you get to a new level, and then you just have to start figuring it out from the other level. 
You know what I mean? Maybe there's different tiers, but it's all still re-figuring but I'm not sure it out. There, I'm not sure if there's anything to even figure out. I mean, I think that's just kind of like why we take bodies and stuff like that is because right. we're just attached to nothing. <laughs> what yeah. We're just trying to figure something out that's nothing to figure out. So we just get stuck That's in this, this like cycle That's kind of like it coming full circus, too. You go, uh, the, the full circle, you know, you go through, you figure it out, and then you realize, like, there's nothing to figure out. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You it's wake like, up, and then you just, like, then you forget it again. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's over here? So let's talk a little bit about, um, I know something else that you're passionate about, and it's something that I've more recently kind of been talking a little bit about. I kind of hinted at at the channel because I recently went to uh, that place called Rhythmy in Costa Rica where oh, I did yeah, cool. ayahuasca. I'm going to steal some more of your water. Oh, of course, yeah. Take as much as you want. So... Um, I had this, so for the longest time, just to give a little context, um, I had an experience, uh, when was this, 2011, 2012, I actually did something called um, diamethotryptamine, DMT. And when I did that, I had a very profound experience. And when I did that, then it kind of got me to a point to where I didn't want to this do This is anything. ayahuasca form though, right? No, this is oh, okay. actual. This is straight up DMT. This is straight up DMT. The real deal, scary stuff. The real deal, oh, real God. powerful, it lasted for 30 minutes. Um, and when I came out of that, I was a little bit, I was kind of scared of it. Oh, yeah, you know I what I mean? Terrified, right? It just every, it every time I'm shattered terrified. my reality. So then for years, I didn't do anything. And then eventually, this company reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to come to Costa Rica? You can come here and vlog your experience. And I kind of said, Okay, I'll come, but I don't want to be required to do ayahuasca because I, was, I, I haven't done yeah. anything in like 60 years since I did that because I got so, it was a very beneficial experience. Like, I, it changed my consciousness and stuff. Like, I, yeah. I saw things differently. But at the same time, I was almost, I put everything on the background for a while. So then I go to this place in Costa Rica, do ayahuasca ceremony four nights in a row, which I wasn't gonna do, but I decided to do because I was with my YouTuber buddy, Victor Odo, and he was doing it. So I just, I was like, I can't come all the way here and not do it. So I did that and it started to transform. Like it started, I got a lot of benefit out of it. I saw a lot of- Did you have any crazy like Terrence McKenna, Graham Hancock, spirit entity contact? Uh, my friend Victor does. Okay, cool. He does. He has an actual communication with it. Cool, yeah, I've had that happen on Mushrooms to me a few times. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So. Um, you did, so first off, you, when you do mushrooms, what kind of, what, what kind of story, or you can just kind of lead in with the story that you have about it. So, oh God. Okay. So I was <laughs> okay, like, I, I was like, okay, five grams of mushrooms watching the sunrise. That sounds like a beautiful idea in a field by my house. So, and this, this field is in someone's backyard. So I'm just in someone's backyard. They have a big backyard, but like I kind of had to sneak back there. Mm -hmm. It's like a beautiful little field. Like anyone in the neighborhood kind of knows where it's at, but you yeah. have to like sneak in someone's backyard to get there. And it, mm -hmm. But they wouldn't really see unless they're in their yard. But so I'm just in this fucking person's backyard, like a crazy person taking five grams of mushrooms, thinking that it's going to be okay to watch the sun go down. And um, five grams, that's, oh quite, that's quite a bit, isn't it? Oh God. Yeah. So I take them and it's just... There's no sunrise. I'm in a different universe. I'm just laying in a pile of wood chips. I actually throw up a couple times. And then I look down and this flower just starts like communicating with me. A uh -huh. little tiny flower, like a daisy or something, just like growing out of the ground. And it was just telling me how bad it felt, that it like how sad and lonely it was. It felt unappreciated. And it's probably just some weird sort of archetype in myself that's like, oh, I feel so lonely. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But this flower, it was, com myself was communicating with myself through this flower. And I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, oh no, you know, I'm here. I love you flower. And uh, it's like telepathically speaking to me and kind of through feelings and emotions. And then all of a sudden this sort of, the only, the only way I can explain it, and it sounds so stupid to, to, to say this kind of stuff out loud, 
And I guess if you haven't had an experience like this, I don't blame you for thinking it sounds ridiculous. But the only way I can explain it is that I had like a shamanic kind of experience where I communicated with like a forest spirit. Mm-hmm. And it, I always hesitate to say it, but that's the only way I can explain it. So this thing basically, it's, it, it felt like I came in contact with like a Gandalf type spirit. Like it like slammed its staff down and this is like metaphorical, I'm not seeing nothing. But it was just like, why are you here? And I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm not prepared for that question. Like, I, I didn't have an answer. I was just like, i just here. Like, I, I don't know what I'm, what, I don't know what to say. And it was, it sort of like, kind of gave me like a snarl kind of feeling. Like, it was like, ugh. Like, and then it asked me like, well, what do you want to know? And I was able to just kind of sit and talk with this thing. And I asked it like, what is this? Like, what is happening? Like, just life. Like, what is going on? And it said that, basically just the same kind of stuff that we hear like Hindus talk about and stuff. It said that life is just like just like a vibrating just a vibration and like this is like the shape that our vibration is creating is just life. And it's just like as we move and our decisions and everything we make is just the vibration flowing. And we sort of get caught up in thought and like attached to our judgments and it creates the illusion that we're like stuck in time and that we're doing this but it's just the reaction of some previous vibration you know Mm -hmm. like if you hit like a snare drum and it rings out and that's what we are we're just the echo of some previous event and it told me that um, at the time of death whatever wherever you are at consciously like maybe if you're like super lustful then you'll take your next body that's the vibration you're going out on so that vibration will crystallize in a body that can fulfill that vibration so if you're like neem curly baba once said like if you think of a mango at the time of death you're going to come back as a fly so and i always kind of thought thought that's what it was trying to tell me something like that right but it said like that's the kind of it was saying like you're going to crystallize it was like saying kind of like we were crystals it was using that like I remember that's the word it was like that was popping in my head Mm -hmm. like we're going to crystallize in bodies and that's kind of like what we are now it's like we're the crystallization of a vibration yeah and yeah I guess this is us working out whatever our previous desires were in our last incarnation and we're all kind of meeting up and agreed to sort of do spiritual work you know like even the guy on the street that you know, nods his hat at you or something. It's all orchestrated. It, there's all some. There's all something to it if you can pay attention. If you can tune into it, then you can sort of see the lessons mm-hmm. and the synchronicities in it. And that's the kind of shit it was telling me. And I was just like, oh my god! Like, and this is before anything. This is like I'm 20 years old. I'm just like I've been straight edge since I was like a little kid. Like super into hardcore music and punk music. So like I didn't take any drugs. I had a girlfriend. We took mushrooms once, and it was great. It wasn't anything like this. I was getting into Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts, and then I was like, oh, five grams, I'll try it. And then, yeah, then you end up communicating with spirits if you take that much by yourself. But I was all ceremonial about it and stuff. Like, I did prayers and mantras to the, to the, um, to the mushrooms because I was into shamanism. I've always been into, like, Aleister Crowley, and I've always been into the occult, so I kind of knew about this stuff already I've been just Mm -hmm. a general interest like Aleister Crowley I remember reading about when I was like in high school do you know who that is 
No. Buster Crowley, oh, he's like a magician, like like kind of uh, like a Terrence McKenna or no, different? he's like a black magic kind of guy that was like high up in like Freemasons yeah. and like oh wow, but he's like a legit kind of he's like the the archetype of that kind of figure of like an occultist. Okay, and like the he's lots of pop culture references, like uh, Black Sabbath has a song Mr. Crowley. Oh yeah, Led Zeppelin has uh they bought his house. They wrote Stairway to Heaven in his house. Wow. Um, the Beatles have a picture of him on one of their albums. So he's like, got a lot of influence in that kind of, you know. Right. But um, he, I remember like reading about him taking peyote and coming in contact with spirits. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, oh, God, he's, this is, shit's crazy. Like, oh. Right. Know, just not even thinking anything of it. Just being, oh, this crazy witchcraft stuff. But it's real, you know. And I think like... It sounds ridiculous, but if you can go to ayahuasca and you can drink these witch potions that these right. people in the middle of the forest are creating, and you can have the kind of experiences that you know you see in like witch movies, like you drink potions and you trip out and see ghosts and stuff, you know, like ibogaine is like famous for giving you visions of dead people. You know, you can communicate with your, you know, if you have like a best friend that died or something, mm-hmm. you can have a chance to communicate, and I'm sure. You know, a lot of that has to do with our own self-projections. But I think, like you said, we create a reality. This is all our own self-projection. Right. It's all just a flux of states. And, you know, they're all, I think they're all valid at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's an experience. So the questions you asked were mainly about the universe. Yeah, I think it's important to go into those kind of experiences with an intention of growth. Or an intention oh, of self-discovery. You, I, I feel like you have to. Well, and sometimes you don't have to because it, it will bite you in the ass unknowingly sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be at a party. I've had so many people be like, I was just at a party. And the next thing I know, I was like out of my body and like, oh, shit, you know, ego mm-hmm. death. And like, oh, God, what happened? So I think it can just happen to you, you know. But I think if you are setting the intentions. It's more powerful. It's, you can control it. You can make it happen. Yeah. You can take five grams of mushrooms. And like that, Terrence McKenna said, like. If it didn't work, try it again. Or you didn't take enough. Like it doesn't. Right. It doesn't demand belief. It doesn't require any belief. Take it, and it will deliver See where itself. It goes. It'll deliver itself. Yeah. You know, like you smoke DMT. It's gonna work. Right. It's gonna show you yeah. some shit. Yeah. You know, take ayahuasca. It'll work. If mm-hmm. you're if you're skeptical or if you're curious. Right. But I think intention's big. I think um, a lot of us can't surrender and I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to psychedelics is surrender and because we want to control it we want to control the experience and when you try to control the experience is when it starts to get you know uh, freaked out you want to push it away because it's you know you have to be able to just this is why I'm here Mm -hmm. show me what you teach me what you need to teach me you know that's why the shamans do prayers to their ancestors and you know it's something that I always found interesting about that is that we actually evolved from fungi. Humans did, you know, we're, the fungi were some of the first land species ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came from that. So I think it's real curious that when we take mushrooms, is that it, we communicate in a way like that. Yeah. Like, like almost like you're speaking to an ancestor or an elder spirit. You sort of download some like fucking astral crazy knowledge. Like you come right. back, when you take a bunch of mushrooms, you come back speaking the Upanishads or shit they were speaking about in the Bible. Like you sound like Moses. You know, you right. come back like, oh, you guys, like you want to shake your friends awake. Like yeah. you don't know what I just experienced. And yeah, I think it's really interesting that why, why does that happen? Why do, why do mushrooms communicate with us in the way that they do? And so direct, like Terrence McKenna says, if the mushroom speaks English, 
<laughs> that's a that's a pretty good uh, impersonation. Oh, I got a good, I got a good so. Terrence McKenna impersonation. <laughs> Damn, that's cool, man. Um, that was my main when I went to. Yeah. So, what was your ayahuasca experience like? Did you have? Was it just like crazy colors? So did it was. You work it was some traumas. For, when I went there, first off, I thought that when I was going there, I thought it was just a one-time thing. I didn't realize it was four days in a row. Yeah, it's usually like a. a prolonged kind of event that you have to go through like a pilgrimage almost pretty much yeah and every so I get there um, and it's Mon I get there on a Sunday the ceremonies are Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday night so every night from 7 or 8 at night till about 1 in the morning there's ceremony and that's Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday it starts at 9 at night and ends at like 1 or at, uh, 7 in the morning it's an all-night ceremony type thing mm -hmm. with like a traditional shaman that comes in every night there's about four shaman there and um, the first night it was uh, it was a really cool place too. Like the vibe was really good. It was like in this like kind of big um, in the middle of like green grass everywhere. There was like hammocks. There was like this fire pit outside. We were allowed to go outside during mm. the experience, but they recommend that you yeah. lay on the bed, you know. And um, the moon was out. It was just this beautiful, serene place, you know. And uh, the first night was an introductory night. It's not that intense experience. It's like just enough so you to. You say so you just take some just to like warm up. You a take bit. it's it's you take some every night the same amount, but okay. there's different strains every night, different oh, type say. of brew. Okay. So the first night I don't remember what kind it was. Do, do they sing like the Ikaros to you and stuff? Yes, like that? they have Ikaros. Oh, wow. They'll go to individual people and say things. So you take it, and um, I we took it at about seven or eight, and we had our first drink, and then what they do is three or four hours later you get a second drink. So the first hmm. drink. I didn't really feel Did you much. Purge? I didn't. I I went all three nights, four nights, and I didn't purge once. Okay. But I also eat very clean. Not to say I'm like not. I'm like enlightened, or I don't like yeah. purge emotions and stuff. Oh, but I puke every time. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's because I have a shitty diet, but <laughs> maybe who knows? Yeah. I I wanted to though. Like that's the weird thing. They say yeah. that it actually feels good to do it because yeah. when you do it, well, you, you get you a lot purge. of blockages out and stuff like energetic blockages, and that's what they say, like psychic blockages, stuff that's like stored in the body. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the first night was a cool night. The full, first night was like kind of a mild night. Any wachuma or just strictly ayahuasca? Just ayahuasca. Okay. And then something called rape. Oh, rape, okay. Rape, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um, oh, oh, fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I only did it once. I that did made me, night. I puked all over. Just so you guys head. know what rape is, or rape. Or hepe, they call it also. It's this, it's the, it's what they, it's the tobacco, right? Yep, it's tobacco and some other herbs. And yep. They shoot it up your nose. Yep, oh and it goes, god. and it, it opens up your crown chakra, oh. and it just wakes you up. Oh my god, I, I was so grounded, I had to like sit down, and it was just like, yeah. whoa. It's an experience, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, the first night, we I actually did it on Warp Tour. Did not, you? Not this time, but a couple years ago, yeah. I bet you my, felt, my friend you felt present my, as fuck, he probably. Was living, oh, I just puked Chipotle everywhere. <laughs> my friend was living in, in Peru, and uh -huh. he snuck some home, a big box of it home. Wow. And he shouted up my nose, and I don't know why. I just thought it was a good idea in the moment. But it was actually really nice. It was really grounding. And I actually find tobacco has an effect I can on see me. that. Like, I, I feel like tobacco is like a great meditation drug. Yeah. Like if you hit a, like a smoke a cigarette and then go sit and meditate. I mean, I don't ever smoke cigarettes, but when I do, it makes me so lightheaded and grounded that I'm just like, man, I could get deep places right now if I just close right. my eyes. Yeah, I think just the herb itself most likely well, can ground people. It's oh, just I'm that sure. it has so many additives and yeah, shit yeah. in it. You yeah. Know? Oh, I'm sure Native Americans and other people, like especially in South America, are using oh, yeah. tobacco for those reasons. For that purpose. Yeah. Exactly. The intention is kind of what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so the first night was more of an introduction night. Yeah. I still felt, I felt something. It, for me, I've always, I've never been a very visual person necessarily. So okay. it's not like when I have um, these kind of experiences that I see things like coming at me 
uh, it's more so a feeling for me. I'm more, yeah. they call that claircognizant. So I'm more yeah. of, I just feel a vibration. And then it's just like kind of this knowing. So the first night was, a, was more of a mild night. Um, and it was cool. Victor, my buddy that I went with, he had like pretty um, intense night. You know, he didn't purge or anything, but okay. he, he had some pretty groundbreaking revolutions. You know, he had more of a dialogue with the, the ayahuasca. Yeah, beam. I love that. I'm always so curious to that because like, what the hell are you talking to? You think you're right? I, I feel like you're talking to the collective consciousness. That's that's what I would guess. Is it some type of collective consciousness? I mean, we all have sort of weird genetic memories, and like you know, all our DNA is basically the same. Like all this, all this knowledge of our ancestors is stored somewhere. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what that's what instincts are. Right. Is, you know, when you're scared of the dark, you're scared of the dark because there was tigers and stuff you had to be afraid of. So that was useful knowledge to be passed down into us, so we still feel the effects of it. So I feel like the, all the knowledge has to be stored somewhere, if that's stored somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's just not, you know, as useful for us to be as aware of it as it is when we, like, get scared or something. Yeah. So I feel like you might be tapping into that. That could have like, been, for and sure. And you're just, like, you're just tapping into some wisdom of genetic wisdom. And you're just commu that's the way your brain communicates with it is because you know we just have conversations and that's what we're that's how what it is a lot of people it say they actually have way. a dialogue oh yeah back I, to and I forth. totally have had that experience so i know i know exactly what they mean mm -hmm. yeah it's weird it's a really strange experience yeah yeah my friend victor said yeah what did he say what did it say to him um did it come to him as the mother or yeah he's he's oh man he has uh he said that he just kind of gets shown certain things like it'll show him where his ego's kind of being yeah. stubborn and it'll show him kind of it'll but it's more of a dialogue so i guess it's just the way that it's digested yeah that's the way he interprets it me i had a similar message so my first night was kind of like a very uh, mild experience but nonetheless there the second night was the masculine night that oh. night we i had three or the four. intention was masculine or that's just the it's just it's, it's a mass it's all men shaman okay so the first night's a mixture of men and women shaman yeah the second night is masculine, so it's like four men shaman. The third night is feminine, so it's all okay. female shaman. And the fourth night is ceremony. Did you notice a difference between those? You could feel a difference. It's a different medicine. It's a different, okay. a different, different strain. strain. So okay. the the Tuesday night was the masculine night. That I took two or three drinks of, which is you know you normally just take one, see it's how like you shit. feel. It it does. It's not it's not as bad as people think. But oh, okay. I also drink apple cider vinegar and stuff. So oh, okay, so you're it's like yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. What did you think when you had it? I mean, I never tried ayahuasca actually. Oh okay, yeah. wow yeah, that's yeah. be your next yeah, kind of adventure. My, eventually yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make my way to Peru after these Asia trips. I'm getting sucked into. That'll be cool. Yeah, and that'll be cool to vlog too. Um, so the second night, yeah. So the second night we. Um, so what ended up happening is Victor and I ended up going outside because we weren't really feeling it. We're like, we're not feeling it. So it kind of like developed us like, oh, maybe it's not working or whatever. Oh, God, one of those. Yeah, that's what happened. But then the third night we paid for it. So what happened is the second night, what we did is we, um, we went outside and we were talking. We were just having like a good old time. We had some of the best conversation we've ever had. And he's like my best friend, you know. But it was just this fun laughing. We were laughing at everything. It was like just the most high vibe the high vibe top that we could have had. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. we actually got in trouble for talking too loud. One of the shaman <laughs> came so over funny. and was like, can you, uh, can you guys can quiet you guys down? Can you shut the fuck up over here? We're trying to do ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, people, people are saying that you guys are speaking a little bit too loud or whatever. Yeah. And we were like, oh, okay, we will. So we kind of walked away a little bit more. So it was just a really good, that that's was great. more of a, it was more of a, like a social type thing though. Yeah. We just wanted to talk. We but felt that's so great. good. You bonded. It was a very yeah. good bonding experience. The third night was the emotional night. Everyone was talking about how intense the third night was. Yeah. Even people, because people, there were two people that's that. That's the masculine night? This is or the that's feminine, feminine night. night. Yeah. Yes, this is the Wednesday night. The feminine night 
was the night that was the very intense night. We went in, there was a seriousness when you go yeah. in. You know, you go in, they stage you, they put Palo Santo around you and yeah. stuff, and you're going in, and it was just this seriousness type vibe. Like, you could feel it, yeah. you know? And people were ready, like, so we go in there, and we take it, and I take the first drink, and me and Victor kind of got a little bit cocky because we're like, oh, we didn't feel it the night before. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not really working on us, you know, or the ego is like, maybe we're kind of, you know, yeah. we're already kind of awake, so it's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the ego came up and That's she so just funny. slapped us across the face. Yeah. She was like, um, so, okay, so I had the first drink and I started to feel it almost immediately. The third night has the most DMT in it. Okay. So um, then, so it's, it's the, it would be the more visual right. for people that are visual, you know? So I took that and I started to feel so much unconditional love in my body that it scared the shit out of me. I thought I was going to die. Like it was so much overwhelming love that I didn't think that my body could handle it. Yeah. So I'm like, I started to freak out kind of like, so I was, I was cool. I got up, I had all this fucking energy. So I go outside, I'm like looking up at the fucking moon. I go in the hammock, I'm swinging hella fucking high. Everyone's like, probably they're like, what the shaman? Like, what the fuck is he doing out there? Like I'm swinging, just happy. Um, I just felt so good. Yeah. But there were these waves where it was so much unconditional love that okay. I thought I was going to explode. So then I got like this idea. That's a good way to explode though. If you have exactly. To. I was yeah. like, but it's the biggest paradox because you're like, how could you feel so much unconditional love yeah. that you're scared, that you don't yeah. want it to keep going? So, so what happened was is from that point, I went yeah. to the front desk and at the front desk, I, I, so there's like this, the place where the event happens, there's a front desk like, like 50 or like 100 feet away. I wanted a pen and paper to write on. I didn't want to ask anyone else for it. So I go to the front desk, which I shouldn't have done. Cause like, so funny. yeah. So then at the front desk, like, can I get a pen and paper? They're like, what are you doing here? Like they could tell I was having an experience. So they gave me pen and paper. They, they put me, you know, <laughs> go, go back, go back. Yeah. So I go back. I'm like, you know, I'm writing some stuff down and then it just, it kept getting more and more powerful. How was it anything gibberish or was it like profound or? It was, it was, so basically this is the message that I got. When I had a spiritual awakening back in 2012, I had the spiritual awakening when I started yeah. to meditate. I started to feel very blissful. Like I, I'm not, it was enlightenment. I'm not trying to say I'm enlightened, yeah. but on a scale of one, I use it the scale of one to ten to explain it. On a scale of one to ten, I used to feel like a three to a five out of ten because I went through a lot of childhood shit growing up, mm -hmm. um, like a lot of people did. Not, not nothing special about what I went through, but I went through a lot of like childhood trauma and stuff. And I just I kind of had like a three to a five would be yeah. ten feeling the best, one feeling not good at all. Right. Three to a five was my base point. So what happened was is I learned meditation. And back in 2012, I started to feel really fucking good. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I, I was like, oh, this is gonna go away. I thought it was gonna leave me. And I started to feel really yeah, good. As you're meditating. As I was meditating, but it started to leak into the rest of my day. Okay. So shortly after that, I used to drink a lot. I used to smoke a lot. Mm -hmm. I used to kind of party. All of a sudden, I had no desire to do that. And I just felt really good. And I thought that feeling was gonna go away, but it never really went away. It just became my natural. So yeah. it wasn't as euphoric, you know? Yeah. So I, for a long time, have been saying I feel like an eight or a nine out of ten. Like that's how I feel. Not an uh, egotistical. Okay. Right. I'm better than anybody, but um, that's just how I. That's kind of how I explain it because it came my natural base point, whatever. So the message I got on the third night was, okay, buddy, you think you're feeling an eight out of ten? Here's oh, a God. fifteen out of right. ten. Right. And I was like, holy shit! Like I just realized this scale of one to ten that I had isn't a real scale right. that is something that, it was something in my mind, but right. I was limiting myself by the oh, scale of one right, to 10. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So from that point going forward, cool. this is another another message I got. So you might, I don't know if, what you think about this, but so I got the, the other feeling that I got was that feeling I was feeling, this unconditional yeah. love, this very powerful feeling. I have a feeling that that is the future 
potential of humanity, of what cool. we can experience, yeah. but that we obviously aren't ready for it yet. And this right. is why we're not ready for it yet, because it scares the shit out of you when you're not used to that frequency, yeah. when you're not used to that unconditional love experience. Well, and because we're limiting ourselves. We're all doing one through 10. When there's exactly. That, we don't know that there's 15. Yep. So when we experience 15, Awareness we're like, oh, power. fuck. Yeah. yeah and and it overwhelms the body. Yeah. So after that experience, I realized that this whole scale thing was egotistical. And the, the thing I had to really learn, though, was to let go, surrender. I kept thinking, because I thought I was yeah, going to, like, I had to walk on the grass. Let go, surrender. Always comes back to surrender. Yeah. yeah. So that was what I did. I kept letting go, kept surrendering. And I didn't go up for the second drink because I was were, having yeah, the experience. They asked for the second drink, and I was like, whoa, this is like, I couldn't even get up. Yeah. And my, Victor walks by. Victor wasn't even feeling it. He looks at me, and he's like wondering why I didn't get up to go get the second drink. This is like two hours into it. I was like, no way, I'm doing another one, you know? And he goes up, he gets his, because he wasn't feeling it yet. Yeah. And he had the most profound experience, like life-shattering, yeah. like in a good way. But yeah. like it, it tore down his ego, showed him what he was like, his dark spots and shit. I just don't get it. A plant. Like, you just, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. And it makes no sense that we don't aren't aware of this, like globally right how can this exist then we just don't know and it, yeah most almost like 99 of the people don't know it's about insane. it but it's it's generally becoming more of this is, thing that is. people you know, it's funny though my you know kind of messages i get i'll be like check my notes after i'm tripping and it'll be like peanuts i'm like peanuts or something but in the moment i'll be like oh the universe is peanuts like it makes so much <laughs> sense and i'll be like staring at the bag of peanuts on my floor and i'm like that's the fucking answer to the universe like i the get fractal it fractal geometry it. i understand everything by this peanut bag and i'm like i have to write this down I'll remember it. Peanuts. And then you read it later. You're like, what the fuck was I talking about? What is penis? That's the kind of message I get. Yeah. Hey, that's the, you know, the the way the mind normally works is through through symbolism, through metaphors. So Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes we might be, I've had dreams before where they're very metaphoric, but there's no literal meaning. Yeah. But I get the message from the dream. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, maybe I should like let go of this or whatever. So. I have a question. So this is kind of a question that um, I just want to see how you answer it. But so I hear like this sort of we create reality kind of uh, message pushed a lot. Mm-hmm. What would you say about like um, people that are in rougher situations? In rougher situations, like yeah. are you like meaning people that may have experienced like I don't know, it's like some like people in India that are just like just rougher rougher experiences is see that that's the tricky part with like the law of attraction and metaphysics in general yeah but in a general basis what i believe is i believe we're immortal spiritual beings living temporary human experiences and i believe that a lot of times through a lot of pain there is also a lot of growth yeah and i believe that even the pain i went through i went through a lot of child abuse when i was a kid from my yeah. ex-stepmom and stuff a lot of painful shit and I had no freedom. I wasn't allowed to like have friends. I was kind of, I had a, it, but this yeah. is like even nothing compared to what a lot yeah, of people yeah, experience. Exactly. So what, what do you say to like those people that are just like, yeah, like your stepmom, so problems, it, but I'm whether, fucking have like parasites in Ethiopia. So, so that, that kind of gets down to like where and why we choose the life that we do from like a greater perspective. So do you, because think, do you think that's just some like, I think Previous we create, incarnation. Mm, I don't. Stuff. I don't want to say. That's a rough thing. It's a hard thing. It's to a hard say. thing to it say. Exactly. To say. It's like yeah. it's a hard I, pit because because people ask me that every now and then. I'm like, I know mm. it's a tough. I'm just curious to see how you yeah, answer it. Yeah. Um. The the way I see it is we create our reality whether we are aware of it or not. And yeah. a lot of people just aren't aware that's that they create our rea- their reality. And right. a lot of people are on autopilot and playing a part of the system. So, for example, there's this collective consciousness, and there's a certain level of collective consciousness of which within we live in. So there's certain. There's certain, we, we have famine. We have all of these things that aren't even necessary. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary to have 
most of the world population, over half the world population, living on a couple dollars a day. That's yeah. the reality, but that's not even necessary. But we bought into that reality. We allow it to happen collectively. Yeah. But nonetheless, that's the parameters co-collectively yeah, yeah. that we create. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, it's like something that at a greater perspective, these people that come in that are experiencing maybe the experience of uh, child neglect, famine, um, yeah. rape, all of this stuff that's horrible to yeah. happen. But some of them at a soul level may be having this experience in compassion experience. or having this experience for compassion to show us our dark side and they're oh, doing true. it okay. as a way yeah, to wake cool up our own eyes. Yeah, that's cool. So that's when it gets kind of tricky because it's like, do they deserve it? I don't Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Those are tough, tough it's, words yeah, to get into. But but but, but I think that when we become aware of the correlation between what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and what we're experiencing. Well, we are also creating that reality for them also. At a, yeah, yeah, that's the collective consciousness. Yeah, so yeah. if we team up together and we get a lot of a movement started, yeah. for example, with not necessarily ending hunger, but the this opposite of that. shifts consciousness. That's the real revolution. It doesn't matter how, many, and it's, how much, it's, it's shifting consciousness. And I think it's happening. I think that it's happening. I think in, it's always been happening. Oh, for sure. It's just happening a little more accelerated than in the past. Yeah. It's happening a little bit quicker, yeah. even though it still looks one way because of it, the It's going to be funny when a comet just smashes into us and which is, oh, well, there that goes. Done. <laughs> we take everything so serious. Like, oh, we have to shift consciousness of our species. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how how relative everything is. Yeah, you know? so we're so silly that we care so much as we do and we think that we're a part of something, which mm -hmm. it makes life beautiful. It's a part of the dance. It gives, yep. it gives us our umph. But it's just so funny that we're just like, Hey, this that's our planet over there that little speck of dust in the sunbeam mm -hmm. it's so insignificant but so in the significant larger, but so exactly that's the paradox because it's yeah, so it's insignificant so, it's so, and it's, significant it's at the, the same it's time it's everything at the same time so in a way you could say that the one real thing in life like nothing in life is real except for the experience which appears to be real the experience of it is real yeah but the I mean if you were to like break down the matter it'd all be the same thing yeah. you know it's just coming in different streams, different yeah. different appearances, but it's all the same. So in a way, it, it, it's, it's kind of cool to how, how deep you can go too, because at a deeper level, when you talk to other people, you realize that they literally are a different version of you from the you that is the larger consciousness. So it's almost like you can't get angry at people the same way anymore. And you almost have, like my ex-stepmom that was abusive, yeah. I don't have any anger feelings for her, towards her because yeah. I realize that at a greater level, we're connected, we're the part of the yeah, same it's energy. It's kind of like Ramdas says, um, try to treat everyone as your guru in drag, as your teacher coming on to you as your crazy ass stepmom that's just like, she's playing this role in order to all to wake you up. And you, you know, and like, sometimes you get caught up on it and then sometimes you can snap into that awareness and you're like, oh, you got me this time. And right. someone comes on to you, you know? And mm -hmm. so when you're getting angry, you find yourself getting angry, then you can catch yourself in that awareness and be like, oh, that's just my teacher coming on to me as this, person honking at me behind me in the car you know right and you can have a laugh about it and, and then you can see that the one thing you do have the ability to quote-unquote control is your response exactly that's all you can it. control mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think we are in control of anything other than that other than the way the, we the way we to things. perceive our the, the what's happening mm -hmm. we're sort of just kind of stuck on this unraveling carpet and you know it's kind of just happening to us the only thing we can do is look at it the way we want to look at it mm -hmm. like you can either look at it negatively or positively you know a happy person sees a happy world and a negative person sees a negative world and they're both equally valid it's just which lens do you want to look through yep and neither of them are real mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah at the same time so yeah. it's all these paradoxes so that's cool yeah so 
Yeah, so reality is um, is not real. We're all just a dream inside of a dream, floating through the dream. I think that's empowering too. Recently on my like Instagram and stuff, I've been sharing ideas like this, which I was kind of afraid to put out in the beginning because like there's a certain like when you're on YouTube, I'm sure you can relate to this at some level you know like I'm doing my best to like let go of the filters because there's a certain way people expect you to be like in person there's a certain oh, way I, they expect I try you to just just let go of all filters well I try to just say whatever I say that way like it's the way to go about it because then I don't have to have any weird expectations you know yeah like people are like oh well you act like this online why did you say the f word or something you know mm-hmm. like I feel like a lot of like self-help people get kind of stuck in that little trap because they and I, I it's a beautiful thing to share to be in that state for people all the time but I think viewers and audiences don't realize that people are people and you get stuck in that sort of image that you present yourself right with, and you can't kind of and then there's two you versions can't navigate of you through that too much without people being like ready to call you out on it yeah we're all these people at the end of the day so yeah i try to just say like whatever even if that's it's good. stupid you know because then it's just like oh well i'm an idiot so yeah that's what i said I'm yeah dumb i don't know anything yeah that's what i'm learning right now it's yeah. like i'm just that's kind of why i started the podcast so just kind of share more ideas yeah, like exactly. this yeah, that are more I, a little more out there. But I tried so hard for so long to please people, and you just can't. You get burnt out on it. Yeah, and yeah. it just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't You're feel like, authentic. You have to really try. You have to try, and you yeah, get, it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So, yeah, let's see how long. Fifty minutes. All right. Fifty. We did an hour. We've done almost an nice. hour. So yeah, that um, was good. That was fun. So I want to say first off, thank you for oh, coming on dude, the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me on it. I'm stoked to listen to this. Where can people find you? Um, you guys can find me at youtube.com slash Dakota Wentz. Dakota, like the, the states in America, or like, uh, what is it, a Ford Dakota? Something. Chevy Dakota. Something like a car, like a truck. Um, yeah, all my stuff is Dakota Wentz. Wentz, like winter, minus the er part. Uh, I make all kinds of videos of traveling around. I've been to India, Egypt. Um, You'll find something on there you like, I think, maybe. Oh, for if sure. If you like it, yeah. you'll like me. Yeah, if you, if you guys like, if you, I mean, you guys are into expanding your awareness. Dakota has a whole bunch of awesome yeah, content I, on his I, channel. I, you, I feel like um, I'm just like, uh, you know, I always say like, we're all just students copying each other's homework. So like, come copy my homework. I think you like some of this <laughs> shit. Uh, I like it. There. Right on. Well, I want to say thank you for uh, coming on, Dakota. Yeah, it was dude, awesome cool. chilling with you. And we're going to go ahead and uh, chill and everything. We're going to go say, in Las Vegas and go uh, get some strippers and do all uh, everything you're, you're everything that we'll, go uh, yeah. play blackjack and all that stuff you know so strippers blackjack and uh, look at Kyle over there hiding in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigarettes uh, all right thank you for having me on here Hare Krishna guys Ram Ram we're in the universe floating hope you're having a good time floating through the universe <laughs> um. so uh, we appreciate you guys for being here and we will see you guys on the next episode peace much love and namaste Whoop.